Episode 87, The Magic Ingredient to Success. Educators, is your passion tank running on empty? Look no further. Gretchen of Always a Lesson has a double dose of just what you need. Come fill yourself up with an empowering educators podcast to start your day feeling empowered. Hi, Elite Educators. This is Gretchen from Always a Lesson. Whether you're teaching a lesson or you are learning one yourself, this podcast is for you. I'm here to empower you to reach your potential, and that's why I refer to you as Elite, because that describes someone who would take time to invest in themselves by listening to a podcast just like this one to help hone your craft. I want to start by thanking you all for tuning in each week. I love reading your wonderful reviews on iTunes. So if you do enjoy the show, hop on over there, subscribe, and leave a rating with a review. That just tells iTunes to keep pushing out the show, which, of course, helps more and more teachers each day. Today's shout-out goes to DJ Decrypt whose review was entitled Widely Applicable. They said, I love listening to Empowering Educators for the management and personal development lessons, as well as the educational tools. I'm in a related field to formal education, and it helps me to hear what is working for experts, teachers, and administrators within their organizational structures. Great work, Gretchen. Your energy is infectious. Well, thanks so much, DJ. It tickles me to death when people say my energy is infectious. I don't even know that that is something I've ever been described as before I started the podcast. Um, So it makes me feel like I might have just found my one thing, my one platform that is really going to help other people and be that one initiative where I'm giving back and paying it forward. So let me know I'm on the right track for my own life, but I also like that you mentioned this show's just not about educational tools. It talks about management and that personal development, and I think that's why so many parents and people in other industries are tuning in because the lessons that I have learned and am sharing with an educational lens are so applicable to everything else in life, and if you can Take what you learn in one area and apply it to others. You you tend to be more successful. So I'm glad you brought that up. I agree. I think it is widely applicable. And today's episode is no different because I'm taking it from one aspect of my life and translating it into education. And I think it's really going to be invaluable to you listening. So thanks again, DJ. Today I want to help you reignite your passion and potential by talking about the magic ingredient to success as an educator. So this particular podcast episode is especially for those new teachers, but it definitely has a special punch in the gut for those of you that are in distress or transition. And honestly, the message spoke to me as a veteran teacher, so I think everyone can benefit. So hang on, this is going to be one empowering ride. I am so freaking excited, y'all, for this episode. It came to me about two weeks ago, and you know me, I like to record only what hits me, but I was already hit with something else last week, so I was forced to sit on this one and keep my mouth shut. Talk about hard. But the time has come, so go ahead and buckle up. So the rationale for this episode is I was in church listening to a sermon called The Power of Pre, and dang, this 
one was totally needed for me and myself and I. <laughs> but sometimes, you know, the simplest of messages end up having the biggest impact. And it's not like I didn't even, you know, know this truth behind what my pastor was saying, but there's just something about timing in life, right? It must have been the moment I needed to hear it and my ears were ready to receive it and bang, that's when the aha moment happens. There's definitely a few hashtag worthy phrases I'll share with you and plenty of quotables from the sermon that really apply to your life as an educator right now. And I'm going to give credit where credit is due and then I'm going to help you translate that message to help to fit your circumstance. So first and foremost, shout out to Pastor Stephen at Elevation Church for your message. I'm going to be paying it forward right now to bless educators in their current situations. So now that we got that out of the way, let's go ahead and dive into two big ideas, preparation and outcomes. And let's go through each one. So the first one is this idea of preparation. And I know it isn't sexy, but it is necessary. I mean, if you think about it, even the professionals train and prepare. No one can escape the hard work. And in fact, it's often that these professionals end up training more for longer periods of time and more often, and that is why they're successful. But no one likes to put in that hard work behind the scenes. It's not the fun stuff. It's a lot of sweat equity that pays off in the long run. But you know what? We like to see the payoff immediately with not having to do as much work. My pastor said, don't expect the class to look like the calling. Isn't that good? And it made me think about the training and preparation to be a teacher. I hated sitting in the classroom learning to be a teacher, basically because I had known I wanted to be a teacher since I was a baby, pretty much. So I had been reading books and watching teacher movies and doing anything I could to just learn about what it's like in the classroom. And so I had known a lot of things already. And to sit there and have to hear them, and everyone's asking questions, and it's like, dear God, come on, you know, I felt like I would rather watch paint dry than sit in that classroom. It's kind of like sitting in professional development. If you've heard of whatever the topic is before, you have some knowledge. It's like you're bored to tears. And plus, the whole experience of learning sometimes, in, in those two manners at least, is pretty passive. And it's not the exciting part of the job, but you need that information so that you can go do the exciting part of the job and do it correctly and do it well. It also reminds me when I was in college, we had to do so many hours in the classroom, which I loved because it definitely weeded people out early. Like freshman year, we were in classrooms, not student teaching, but doing observation hours or working one-on-one with students. And a lot of people realized, okay, this is not for me. I think that was beneficial. Uh, why wait till senior year do you get to student teach to find out, whoa, this is not what I thought. So I actually think this was junior year, and I was still doing observation, and I, I was over it. It's like, come on, I'm ready to like teach, I'm ready to do something. And this year, we were able to finally start teaching a lesson to a group of students, not the whole class, but a larger group. So we go in this classroom that we're assigned, me and my college roommate, and she, the teacher wanted us to just sit there all day long and observe. And this irked me so bad that she and I left after lunch. I mean, we we didn't even return. Well, this teacher was miffed, and she called Dr. Dot. I even remember his name, and he was running the whole education program at college and complained that we just up and left, and he called me in his office and was like, what happened? I was like, we're ready to go and do this thing. I don't want to sit in someone's classroom and just observe. I felt very belittled. There was nothing spectacular that she was doing that we needed to watch. You know, there wasn't like, watch me do this technique or this procedure. It was basically just watching her day, 
And he's like, well, her rationale was so that you could jump in tomorrow and teach your lesson and know the kids and know what's going on. And I understood if I was student teaching, that makes sense. You got to get to know the climate. But I was pulling kids out into a hallway to do a small lesson. I don't think I needed to know how they get their jackets to go to recess. It just was so frustrating to me. I know I was in the wrong. I, I would do it differently now. Let's just say I was young and dumb just to blame it on something. <laughs> but that was the frustrating part. The, the class didn't look like my calling. The preparation part didn't reflect what I was going to be as a teacher. And that's what's so frustrating is sometimes you can't see how this preparation phase is going to ever help you. Like why sitting in this classroom right now watching her do this? Can't, I think she was counting marbles because it was like the number of the day or something. I'm like, oh my God, this is so boring. All I want to do is get in there. And I think I had to teach a science experiment, you know, so unrelated to what she was doing. And the time was just clicking by. Plus, remember, it's been three years of this. So I'm like over it. The, the Just that whole preparation didn't look like what I was going to be able to do one day is running my own class. And, and that was hard. But I'm glad that my pastor said that. Don't expect all this preparation to really look like the moment that you get to shine or the moment you get to do what you want to do. You're piecing all these things together that will then create that experience. So know that ahead of time, that sometimes it's dull and it's boring, but it's necessary. It's like getting a whole bunch of bricks together to create your path. Or we talk about tool belts in education. You know, you're adding tools. Each tool is going to be another piece. Well, sometimes you think, you know, this part of your journey just sucks. You know, it's boring. Nothing's happening. Or maybe too much of the wrong thing is happening. You can't catch a break. But here's the deal. Regardless if there's no waves or too many wrong ones, it's not an insignificant chapter in your journey. It's an important part. It's a necessary part. You have to go through this. Think about a video game. You've got to earn the coins or the points or whatever to go up another level. And it may be the most boring level ever, but you need it so you can grow. There will be something to take from it and take it on the next part of your journey. You're, you're trying to unlock the next door, the next chapter. So here's the hashtag for that. He said, commit to your post. I love that. You know, he said, still, even though it's boring, even though it's dry, even though you don't want to be there, even though you don't see the connection to your final purpose or your calling, still give it your hundred percent, give it all your heart, give it all your mind, give it all your soul. If you're making copies for seven hours a day, helping a teacher thinking, this is never going to make me a great teacher. This is never going to make me a great teacher. Just know that this is all part of the bigger plan. And although this one part is not the most exciting, just commit to your post, do it like the best person has ever made copies before, and know that the next moment is going to be something different, even more challenging, even better. But you've got to go through the motions, and you might as well slap a smile on your face than be miserable throughout the whole thing. One part I loved that Pastor Stephen said was this NASCAR analogy. So he went to NASCAR. His, his buddy was racing or knew someone racing. Sorry, I don't know the details. Can't remember. But the, they were having a conversation, and, you know, they're out watching the race and like, oh, this guy looks like he's going to win. You know, he's doing really well. And, you know, the guy that has the connection to NASCAR turned to him and said, the race was won in the garage, not on the track. Boom, mind blown, because he was thinking to himself, you are so right. It doesn't matter. I mean, it sort of does, but it doesn't really matter what's happening right now in the moment. It's everything that led up to this moment. Everything that these drivers have done behind the scenes or in the garage, so to speak, 
is really what prepared them for the moment. So if someone wins out here, it's not because they just got a strike of luck. It's because they put so much time and so much effort behind the scenes in the garage that they were able to come out here and perform. And so it makes me think if I'm not doing all this preparation and doing it well, when I get on stage, I'm not going to do it well because I didn't practice it well. You know, perfect practice makes perfect. And so I love that idea of, you know, your success rate really depends on how much effort you're putting when no one's watching. When you do have to go make those boring copies or sit for hours and watch someone else teach when you only have to do a 10-minute mini lesson in the hallway. You know, it's all about what you're willing to do. Commit to the post. You perform based on the level of your preparation, not based on the level of your potential. So how, how freeing is that one? You think I could never do that, or you assume you don't have the natural talent to be great at XYZ, but if you talk to someone who is great at that, they will often not say, oh yeah, I woke up like this. You know, it's something like, I wake up to train, train some more, train even more. Their stories are all about outworking their opponent, and that drive was the reason they got to the level they did, not because they're genetically predisposed to success. So just give a sigh of relief. <sighs> you can be and do anything you want if you're willing to put in the work, the prep work. All right, so we talked about preparation. Now let's talk about outcome. So the hashtag for this idea is own the outcome. You know, there's nothing worse than someone who complains. Oh, wait, actually, there is someone who isn't performing who also complains. <laughs> That's the worst. No excuses, people. Turn up the dial. It doesn't matter how you have to make it happen, make it happen. Reminds me of HGTV and all these houses that they fix up, and they've got this schedule that they have to adhere to, and then something always goes wrong. They find something behind the walls, and now that throws everything off. Now their whole financial statement is off, and they have to scrounge up money and somehow make up time, and they always, in the end, are able to finish within the scheduled time. And it makes me think about they owned that outcome. They knew where they needed to go, Something came along, some obstacle that they had to deal with, but it didn't matter. They were still going to keep their word. They were going to rise to the challenge. They were going to lift up their capabilities and their talents and make it happen. And that's exactly what we need to do in our own lives. We have to own the outcome. If you do well, own it and give praise to those that helped you get there. But if you fail, own that too. And then dissect the heck out of it and figure out where in the process you need to improve it. You know, part of owning the outcome is coming to Jesus about your level of effort. Did you try? Or did you try just a little bit? Did you try a lot? My pastor said, don't do enough to survive, do enough to succeed. Boom! Another one that just hit me in the gut. Like, there's so many things in education that I hate doing, like paperwork and data collection and testing, you know, just to name a few. But it's just part of the job. I can't give it half of my energy. I, I can't just go through the motions. That's survival. I have to kill it. I've got to be amazing at it because when I succeed, my kids succeed. And that's what it's all about. How can you look at those precious faces knowing that there was more you could have done and you chose not to? Oh my goodness. I mean, sure, there's going to be times where you physically can't because your body needs sleep or food or you're under the weather or you have some major life crisis, but on the regular, you can make time and you should. 
When you're not interested in something or you're just exhausted, think to yourself, I can survive or I can succeed. And just keep chanting that until you make the right decision. It's sacrifice, people. These kids need you. And so my pastor asked, you know, are you stuck or did you stop? How many times did I try everything I knew and then I just stopped? I I was completely stuck. I could have reached out to mentors. I could have searched the internet, could have called parents, and I didn't. Or, Or maybe I did, but I just stopped there. Sometimes you need to keep plugging away even when you have no idea where that breakthrough is going to come from. And I'd rather say I tried than I stopped. And I don't want to give up. I'd rather the situation give up on me. You know, I want that buzzer to ring instead of taking myself out of the game. So just push until the end. Can you believe how much goodness is in this one episode? I'm so excited that I was available to hear that message and then honored to be able to pass it on to you. I know it surely exposed some dirty truths about me and we all have areas we need to grow on and this episode hit me hard in all the raw spots. I'm definitely going to be heading to the drawing board to revise myself and my attitude. But the most important thing is that we put these truths into action. So first, adjust your attitude to your current situation. You are there for a reason. It's necessary for the next chapter to develop. Just wait in expectancy. And secondly, own your results. It's all about what you put in and nothing more. No one else is responsible for you than you. Remember these hashtags? Commit to your post and own the outcome. All right, Elite Educators, that is a wrap for this week's podcast on the magic ingredient to success as an educator. Now go out and be great because you've just been empowered. This podcast is a member of the Education Podcast Network a podcast network that encourages you to think about your profession and succeed in the world of education. Whether you're a first-year educator or a seasoned veteran, there is a podcast for you. All of the shows are produced by educators who want to shape education through meaningful discussion and content. So head on over to edupodcastnetwork.com for more details.